I love the idea of America. We saved the world from the Nazis and that we're the noblest and the most creative. I love the idea, but I don't see it in practice. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide and Exxon. Those are the nations of the The world is a business. We are literally being sucked dry by financial vampires. Yeah. It's like there's a vampire colony that's preying on our people, but the way they're doing it, instead of sucking blood out, they're sucking money out. Money in politics is the root of all political evil. It is corruption at its worst. And until we step up and kick that out of the park, it's going to be the same system. Their politicians don't represent them. Their representatives actually represent their donors. You know what congressional approval is at now? 9%. Nobody's ever seen it that low. It's a new record. More than three times as many people believed in staying with King George at the time of the revolution than now believe our government works. We are at serious risk in America of having middle class living one paycheck to the next, living one bad diagnosis of pink slip away from financial collapse. We are sick and tired of the government taking our money and spending it in ways that we have no say in. The cat is out of the bag. Everyone yeah. knows this is a corrupt system. It's horribly, horribly corrupt. The Congress is corrupt. Congress is bought and paid for. The president is bought and paid for. Everyone's bought and paid for. And no one's doing anything to stop any of this fucking hoarding that's right. going on. The government is being run by the Federal Reserve Bank, and they are getting all of our money. Our kids' money, our grandkids' money. This is not some opinion. This is a mathematical fact. Tens of trillions of dollars are being extracted from the United States of America. Democrats aren't doing it. Republicans are not doing it. An entire integrated system, financial system, trading system, taxing system that was created by both parties over a period of two decades is at work on our entire country right now. People of the United States of America, your Congress is bought. Your Congress is incapable of making legislation on healthcare, banking, trade, or taxes because if they do it, they will lose their political funding and they won't do it. This is not about Republicans and Democrats. This is about the government stealing our money. And I will have a country that is run by a bought Congress. So I'm not going to work with a bought Congress. I'm going to abandon the bought Congress. Money and politics is the root of all political evil. What happened? What happened? You got, you got shot. You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I'm a of hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. More than three times as many people believed in staying with King George at the time of the revolution than now believe our government works. I know you're going to dig this. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared just two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. 
Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. What's up, Hooples? What's up, everybody out there? Been a while, but we're back. You got anything on the oh, oh, for the agenda there, Danny? <laughs> huh? Is that your new stick to ask me every time? Every time. <laughs> so one day he goes, yeah, I got something. <laughs> How about a big fuck no? I got shit. <laughs> Oh, there goes my uh, my record. There goes your record. Yeah, I wasn't going to cuss this podcast. Right. You wasn't? It's out the fucking window. You wasn't going to do it this podcast? Huh? You wasn't going to cuss? Hell, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we finally got... Hey, let, let's congratulate ourselves. We finally have our first negative iTunes review. Uh, no, I was about to comment on that. It's like, yeah, all right, finally. <laughs> After how many episodes? What? 14. 14 episodes. We finally get a negative review. Yeah. And see what happens when you send reviews? You, yeah. We comment on them. Right. <laughs> negative or good. That's right. Hey, and if you, go leave us some more negative reviews at iTunes, will you? Because uh, the guy who claims he's still a fan, hope he still listens. But, you know, hey, we can't please everybody. And I don't mean, you know, whatever. It's like... What, what was this big thing he started out with? Too I don't know. much cussing. <laughs> too much cur- too much cursing, yeah. Uh, here's the deal. This is the way I look at it. Everybody go read the negative review. While you're there, you can leave us a positive one, all right? Yeah, we don't cuss intentionally. I mean, it's the way we talk. Right? It's just words. It's all it is, man. It's just words. Don't put so much power behind them. Exactly. Yeah, he's trying to shoot her down, try to use them up. So none of them got no power. That's right. All right, on to some things here. First off, uh, we got a little feedback coming through through the email. And uh, this guy named uh, Joey, he's commented before, and we appreciate the the, the interactions with us and, and we're going to try to answer his questions now because he had some he had some good points for, about our last podcast you know what i mean he says uh hey guys as usual good work keep it up a few comments about the last podcast i guess he has some questions for us okay it sounds like you guys are borderline in support of occupy wall street he says i support the rights to protest but i sincerely doubt that these guys will do any good uh he gives a list here from from Pajamas Media, it looks like, um, naming off their supporters and the and the backing that the Occupy Wall Streeters are getting and all this that kind of stuff. He says he says, don't get me wrong, I want government out of business. I want government and business to be separate, which some Occupy Wall Streeters uh, seem to want. But if they get everything that they want, we'll be up a creek. All right, listen. Uh, how can I put this? They are American citizens, and 
we borderline supportive? No, we 100%. I'm talking for me, so you can chime in on yourself for a minute. But I 100% back any American citizen, whether you're a Tea Partier or Occupy Wall Streeter or anybody, to go out and voice your opinion. I don't have to agree with it. And I don't, you know, and I can make fun of them till the cows come home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but the way they're been, been uh, treated by the police and, and, and the way that they've been denigrated in the media, I, I don't think is right. No. Nah, the bottom line is they're Americans. That's it. In the fucking story, people. Right. You know? That's what the problem is. Too much categorization, you know, too right. much. These are lowly Americans. No, they're Americans. Right. In the story. These are lefties. These are commies. These are socialists. Yeah, maybe they are, and I don't agree with them. But is, I will protect their right to go out there and say whatever it is they want to say, you know, just like I deal with the Tea Party. I mean, it's the same deal. The way I see it is a lot of them are, are educated to the facts of the situation that's going on in America. These, these what Joe Rogan called in our intro, these financial vampires, you know, they understand that there's something inherently wrong with what's going on, and they're pissed off. They don't even have the answers to it, but they're pissed off, Do you know, just like the Tea Partiers were pissed off about some of the same situations, you know? So I don't understand, you know... If we are borderline Occupy Wall Street supporters or whatnot, it, it, it matters not. Everybody should everybody should support their right to go out yeah. and do it. No matter if they're, you know, come across as a majority of them, you know, seem progressive or whatever. Right. They still have the right to go out there and speak, just like we have the right to sit here and speak. Right. You know, I mean, we'd be really raising a whole lot of fucking hell if, you know, the FCC came along and said, you know, we're going to regulate all these podcasts from now on and we're not going to allow the, you know, all right. these people to speak, you know, and do what they do and bring right. the message to the people. Yeah, all the podcasts all say a different story, right. but the bottom line is we're all have the right to say what we want. And right. That's that's where we're at. And so. you have a right to disagree with them. You have a right to go out there and protest their protests. You have a right to write your blogs and do your podcasts. And, and you have a right to make fun of the bastards. Right. And, and uh, people do, and we, we've made fun of them, yeah. but we make fun of everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I, I'm glad that, that people, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that, you know, somebody actually sent us something, you know, uh, some good feedback there. I know. Um, he, well, he goes on to talk about, remember we brought up in the last episode about that guy, for, it was right before Halloween, and he did the Obama zombie, and he had the bullet hole in his head, and you know, he's, and the, Joey's uh, feedback said, anytime that there's a bullet hole in the president, you know, it's an, it's an issue. You know, the Secret Service don't like that kind of stuff. I can understand that. It, it might have crossed the line. However, when he becomes a zombie, he's no longer the president. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just telling a story. Yeah, we were just reporting uh, a story. But we did say, uh, "Oh, we can't have any fun anymore." You know, nobody thinks it. I know we take it a little far sometimes, especially me. I know you know, pissing on a, a an Obama freaking toilet bowl, <laughs> piss cake. <laughs> I've never heard the Obama piss cake. I've never heard the term piss cake. That's what. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the toilet bowl uh, deodorizer, floating deodorizer. <laughs> This is a little bit extreme. But no, it isn't. We got to make it. Come on, people. That's right. Yeah, tell us where we need to go to get the Obama piss cakes made. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, he went on to talk about our little segment there on the 
U.S. government departments and agencies and how we, we were just trying to make a point that how bloated it is. Do you know what I'm saying? How really out of control. Well, what did he say about it? Oh, yeah, I should tell you that. Huh? That would help. He said uh, there, there are way too many, uh, but many of those listed are sub-departments within larger organizations. Budget coming from a larger source and all that. He goes, uh, let's still cut about 99% of the bastards. I agree. Yeah, it, but I, yeah, I agree too. It, but it, I don't think even if we read through A to Z, we would cover all ten thousand of them. No, no. And that's the point. Ten, ten fucking thousand. Right. <laughs> and and even though they are sub departments, they have to be funded and they have their own budget. So to me, they're all. A, it's just a bloated. It's like it's just they're bloated ticks on. The American population—they're just feeding, just like just like Rogan said. You know, you know there's there's financial vampires, and the politicians are are just as bad and just as corrupt. You know, that opening clip that we played was, to me was uh, pretty much summed it up. People are fed up. You know, Congress is at their lowest ratings, and and you know, and there's a lot going on um, in yeah. the political it's spectrum. Crazy, yeah. And, added and, to my dementia. It's <laughs> added to your dementia. Um, the uh, the biggest thing is right now, you know, everybody's like looking for this one Republican to stand up and be the man that's going to beat Obama. But I tell you right now, I don't see it happening because they're not going to let Ron Paul, the the one man that I think could ro- probably lead this country right back to where we need to be. And you know, this ain't going to be a Ron Paul <laughs> uh, a Ron Paul ad here, but. Um, any of the other ones, I mean, there's a good chance, a very good chance when when uh, the Democrats break out their campaigns and their fundraising, and there's a good chance that Republicans aren't going to win. And we need to start looking, do everything we can to get Obama out, but there is a good chance. And it brings back the, some stuff that we said in a bunch of our earlier podcasts. The NRA just came out with a a new thing where it said that um, it's during the second term of Obama's election that he's going to really try to do go for gun banning, you know. And this is Wayne LaPierre, the head of the NRA, saying this kind of stuff. Or it might have been Cox. I don't remember. I remember reading it going, yep, now we talked about that two months ago, very same issue, that um, Obama is uh, right now he can't really get anything done with the current political situation, and plus he thinks it will be political suicide to go after your guns right now. But, man, in a second term, you know, he doesn't have nothing to lose. He can't go a third, you know? So I don't even know how I got on that that rant, but uh, it worries me that he is going to be in there for four more years. So I don't know. What do you think? I'm scared all the fucking hell about him being in there for four years. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> the um, the la- one of the other things he talked about was that Agenda 21, which we brought up, and he said that he didn't even know about it. And woohoo! All right, was so one more person is aware, and if he tells one more, and then they tell one more. We it is so vast of a plan by the United Nations Agenda 21. I don't even know where to start with it because it sounds like something right out of a sci-fi movie when you go reading about what they're trying to do. Uh, we're not going to really go into it on this one because we got more research to do on it before we start spouting off about it. I know it's bad. And everything I've read and done and, and looked into, it is horrible. And it's just going to take some time for us to put it together because uh, 
I know we've been talking about eugenics um, on this podcast, and if you don't know about that, go read eugenic, about eugenics and then read Agenda 21. You'll start seeing the correlations, and we're going to tie them up for you here in the future. <laughs> There's a lot of tying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, well yeah, it, it bothers me how, how quickly things like that become stale. What's that? Like terms like agenda 21 and you know all the all old conspiracy theor- theories that are solid you know they're yeah, solid yeah solid facts out there on the shit right you know like the national id card which right. came to which, fruition it came to fruition and microchips and all that shit is still coming to fruition if you follow that stuff it's you got to pick something and follow it and do your own research and check it out and decide for yourself but you know the first the first the first thing is the thought and these these things are are, are are real, you know what I mean? Yes, they are. Um, yeah, it's like they chip away at it slowly, a little piece at a time. One, you know what I'm saying? Until they, until they, and it'll fail, and it'll fail, and it'll fail. Then ha, they make yeah. some progress because they are relentless in their in their drive to control humanity. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah, in, in a good way. I guess the staleness is good because, you know, that just means a lot of people are on board with it and following it and know about it. Uh-huh. But at the same time, then you've got the hoopals and the fucking zombies that, you know, you try to talk to them about some of the stuff like Agenda 21 mm-hmm. if they don't know what it is and you'd start talking about what it is about and they're just That's categorized a- you as some kind of nutcase. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am king, tinfoil hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I try to tell. I say, this is no joke. This is for real. I'm trying to tell somebody about it. And it sounds so ludicrous. It sounds something like right out of a Philip K. Dick movie. You know what I mean? It's it's absolutely, it's horrifying. It is. And until something happens to something like uh, Rogan's talked about this before, and a lot of people uh, say the same thing, unless you really touch them where it hurts they they don't become aware of anything right they just, they're complacent in their right their uh box yep so when that when these corporate and political and financial vampires start affecting people people get upset and that's what you see in the streets of occupy wall street you know that's what you've seen at the beginning of the tea party movement you know they're not too uh, too far off and too unrelated you know everybody has to get their heads out of this left and right paradigm you know it's like oh they're lefties oh they're righties i don't care what you are you need to be anti new world order right which is really picking up steam rapidly when you start tying everything together Uh uh-huh you will see that we are under a new government yeah already yeah yeah i can see it we're 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 and, and all these people that talk about the Constitution is being under undermined and ain't being uh, the, the Constitution doesn't mean anything anymore and blah blah blah. Bush and said they go a, around it. Yeah, he says the goddamn well, piece because, of paper. That's because it is just a piece of paper now because we're under a new a new government. Yeah, we're under world government now. So how does that make you feel out there listening to us? We're sitting there telling you that we are under a new government, and how does that make you feel? Yeah, please. I, I want, yeah, let us know. You think we're freaking crazy? Let us know. I'll, I'll send you the documents. <laughs> <laughs> we got the documents. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and here's another way that they are going to um, establish this, or, or another way that they can get their foot in the door is... Uh, is the militarization of our police departments. You know, 
to send troops into America, you know, especially American troops, to have to point guns at at fellow American citizens, that's not cool, you know. And even any any soldier out there is going to think twice about being ordered to round up Americans or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But the local police departments are all acting in a quasi-militant fashion. Fashion, You know what I mean? They are. I don't. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, going back to, to, to Joey's email, he said the militarization of police, he, he said it's probably the scariest thing going in this country these days. Uh, just ask Jose Guerrero's widow or the countless dead dogs at the hands of our boys in blue. What he's talking about is these raids. They go in, the first thing they do is shoot the dog. You know, that's what they do. Uh, there's there's YouTube videos of it. Go check it out. I've yeah. seen them. Why would they shoot your dog? Because they want you to react. Right. Physically and violently, so they can shoot you. Right. It's emotional. Yeah. They want you. To, they want to. I to, mean, they want to emotionally tripwire you. you yeah. Know what if I mean? Somebody. Go ahead. If somebody came in my house and shot, you know, beyond. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And that's his dog, by the way. They'd have to. Yeah, thanks for. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> why do you do that to me, man? We were trying to keep a straight face, and I was over trying to break my concentration. You cued me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lobbed that one right out there for you, didn't I? Um, uh, he went on to say uh, that he's losing any and all respect that he once had for law enforcement officers that, you know, there's so many law enforcement officers out there not standing up to this crap and that some of them uh, are pulling what some of them are. I can't read it, read it, but he basically says that because they're not standing up to it, that makes them complicit in what's going on, you know, Um, which it brings me to a, a, a little something that happened. Uh, we, we posted a, a story on our on our Facebook page. And if you ain't gone there, y'all need to go there. Just search Liberty or Zombie Podcast. You'll find it. Uh, and it says, it was about defending against unlawful arrest and excessive force. It says, your right to defend against unlawful arrest and excessive force has been upheld in the uh, Supreme Court even that when a law enforcement officer tries to arrest you and it's, and it's an illegal arrest like they don't have their paperwork right they don't have nothing and you actually injure or or kill that police officer that sorry you know it, the the law resides with the citizen more than the the other way you got to go read the article but here's what here's what I was going to bring up uh, this fellow named Jim posted in the comments on that story himself. He says he says that he was on his way to an IDPA match um, the other morning, and he stopped for gas, and he saw just a U.S. park ranger. He says he was dressed like he was in Iraq. I, he says, I just don't get it. I'm old enough to remember that the, of the old beat cop who used to walk down your street or ride around. You know what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. Park rangers dressed in freaking full militant combat uniform and regalia? Why? Why do we need that kind of stuff? And if you listen to this podcast before, you've heard us you know, rant about the militarization of the police. And, and you've got to understand, like, oh, and I posted another story on there about the Tampa police having an armored personnel vehicle. You know, uh, to, to go stop like tank. It was a tank. That's what it was, <laughs> and it was uh, all to go stop like twelve protesters. And, yeah. it, and, and and again, it's that emotional tripwire. It's like they want you to see it, know they're in charge. You know, they, 
I used to make, I didn't make fun, but I used to laugh at the stuff in the Mideast, you know, like uh, that goes on in Israel. You know, when those Palestinians start throwing rocks at tanks. Never, I was like, what do they think they're doing? But that's the only way they got to fight. You know what I mean? And I ain't taking a side on either or that issue. We ain't going to get into it here. All I'm saying is I can understand it now that when there are tanks in your streets, what are you going to do? Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, which brings us to uh-huh. the whole how they changed the wording around. And you brought up a couple examples the other day. I don't remember what they were. But what was it? About how they changed wording around. Oh, I was talking yeah. about the, uh, the the corn syrup. Oh, yeah. It was the corn syrup. Now I call it corn sugar. And they're changing the name of MSG to some other name. So you don't know it's in the food, you know? Oh, they're good at changing the names around. Right. Just to keep, you know, it gets a bad rap. They just change the name. Right. that's what they can do. Like Acorn did. Yeah. I mean, come on. Armored personnel vehicle. Right. <laughs> it's a tank. When you look at it, <laughs> all you see is tank. That's the first thing that came to my mind. That's a tank. That's a fucking tank. All right. And if you haven't seen it, go go to our Facebook page and check and check out the story we posted there. And it's it, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Oh, hate to shift gears, but let's talk a little bit about this. About about our, our we we've decided that um, we've been trying to do really really awesome podcasts for you guys, you know, and we really appreciate y'all listening and 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 all that, um, but. In order to like do some of the stuff we've been doing, we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and we're going to start having more podcasts and try to keep them a little shorter and sweeter, and more often rather than once every couple of weeks and have a big one and one hour or one and a half hour show. You know what I'm saying? And something that uh, I just want to let you guys know that, to be on the lookout for. And I'll apologize now when we put out a 15 minute podcast <laughs> and two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, now it's going to go to a 15 minute podcast every two weeks. No, no we're, we're, we're working on our organizational skills. We are. And, you know, you know, we got jobs, we got things to do and, 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 but we love it, but we love doing it. But it sometimes it, uh, we just need to do them more often and shorter, so we're not so under pressure to, to put on some such awesome show. So don't get used to the goodness, yo. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Don't get used to it. Oh, did you hear about um, Egypt renaming their uh, secret police force? <sighs> did you hear about that? Mm-mm. They calling it Homeland Security. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious when I read it. I was like, really? So now. They fought for their freedom in Egypt against the massive dictator, only to have more dictator. <laughs> Does it no sense? What? What else we got? I don't know. I don't either. We'll, we'll go with something. Let's see. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, we're not going to make this a giggle fest like the last one. You bastard. Oh. Let's see. He's using the feature. All right, y'all. We got We have. Uh, uh, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna. So uh, we're gonna play a little commercial for you. How about that one? Hey, it's the unnamed trucker coming at you with eighty thousand pounds of concealed carry. Once you're done listening to Chuck D and Shooter Dan on the Liberty or Zombie podcast, why don't you come on over to my show, the Road Gunner podcast? I talk about guns, travel, firearms laws, hot broads, cooking, and other shit. You ain't got nothing better to do. What the fuck? So come on over. Check it out. Roadgunnerpodcast.com 
or, or look up the Road Gunner Podcast on iTunes. You can also listen on your smartphone on Stitcher.com. Check it out or be a numbskull fucktard forever. So until then, keep your nose clean and your fifth wheel greasy. I'm gone. <laughs> uh, it's nice to know I influence people. <laughs> <laughs> damn Road Gunner, what are you doing? Y'all, in case y'all don't know, we're going to uh, Orlando... See, this is we're recording this Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're going tomorrow to meet up with Rogue Gunner up in Orlando. He's going to have his on his podcast, so y'all can go over there and listen to it whenever it gets posted and, uh, and yeah. check it out. Yeah, he's got a really niche thing going with his podcast. It's really awesome. It is. You know, the whole... Uh... I'm kind of envious. <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all don't know what it's about, he just rides around in his 18-wheeler delivering whatever he delivers and podcasting from the road about guns yeah i love it i know and all the laws he has to mind on the way and crossing state lines and it's pretty it's pretty neat yeah he's a really uh cool cat cool character yeah funny guy he is he's witty as hell all right enough of the love fest on with with road gunner this is thanksgiving night like i said and i'm pretty sure everybody is full up on food and football you know and that's all fine and dandy, uh, but don't allow yourselves to be uh, tricked into that zombie way of thinking where all you're worried about is football and all you're worried about is your team. And you know, there's a lot going on in this world that we need to we need to fight against and we need to struggle against. And and the only way to really do it is through information. So you know, spread the word about this podcast if you don't mind. I don't know, right? Unabashed plug, and. Uh, do everything you can to try to stay alert and stay open and 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 try to read between the lines and it's and it's often hard and sometimes it's a lot of work where it's just so much easier to sit down and just and take your mind away from stuff i do it i do it quite frequently where there's days where i won't even watch the news or or nothing cuz i got to get away from it you know i got to stay away yeah i usually like find something musically to do or whatever right you know, so yeah. Anything, y'all stay creative, stay positive. You know, be thankful. Stay centered. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. You know, um, we do still live in America, and there is still glimpses of that old American way. You know, so try to restore it. Yeah, think about the good things. Like when it all fucking all the shit hits the fan, and then there ain't nothing left. You can always go live in a teepee. <laughs> Yes, you can always go live in a teepee. That's hilarious. And if you ain't got no land to live on a teepee in, uh huh. And the government won't let you on any land, uh -huh. come live. You know, come. You can come fucking live on my land in the teepee. There you go. I'm gonna have a teepee. <laughs> Teepees rock. <laughs> yeah, they do. So we're gonna keep this one short today, y'all. We just wanted to get something out. Say hi to everybody. Thank y'all for the for all all your listening and and you know tell a friend about it. Do what you can, and uh, we promise we'll be back on par with some more informative podcasts in the future. Right now, we just wanted to say thanks and and touch base with you guys. Yeah, thanks, and uh, please send us feedback. We love it. We love feedback. We do. Hey, it's Black Friday right now. Oh, it is. Ain't yeah, it? there's people being. Stomped to death right now. <laughs> <laughs> there's 
There's people that are dying right now. We shouldn't be laughing about that. I it know. Funny. It, it is funny because here you go. <laughs> it ain't it, funny that people are dying. It's funny how everybody they're, acts. They're killing themselves to buy all that corporate bullshit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like when make something for your loved one this year, you know? Um, yeah, that will never fly, will it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? And since we brought up Black Friday, it's here's a, here's a little tidbit for you. How uh, that, that, that always orchestrated by the media. Yeah, tell for, me because I don't the, know for the purpose of uh, making the big bankers and the big corporations more money. All right. Uh, it, I think it was started by uh, the guy that founded Macy's. Oh, really? Yeah. I know Lou Rockwell's got a, a good article on Thanksgiving and how it all unfolded and how shitty Thanksgiving actually was. Yes. Which, which uh, I'm not going to go into that, but... I got it right here in front of me, and I don't want Franklin, to... It's too negative. Franklin, FDR, was uh, celebrating Thanksgiving and the tradition of... I hate that fuck. He's among <laughs> the fucking hated, was hated motherfuckers. I hate that guy. Yeah, I know. All right, go ahead. You can hate him more in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. He celebrated Thanksgiving in... Uh, Kind of a commemoration of Abraham Lincoln, because Abraham Lincoln was one of the first ones that actually was doing it routinely. Uh-huh. And uh, they were trying to come up with a day for actual half Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And um, he was doing it, the uh, FDR was doing Thanksgiving, like, the the last Thursday of uh, each of, of the month. Uh-huh. And that's the guy that founded Macy's actually talked him into having Thanksgiving on the day that it's it's on. Uh Because there were, this is the reason, just to get to the bottom of it. There was a, that same year, what had happened was there was five weeks or five Thursdays in that month. Uh So that made the holiday shopping season shorter. Oh, you right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't have that. Because people don't stop shopping till after start shopping till after Thanksgiving. Right. So he's the one that said, you know, we need to move it to this day, have it the the third Thursday, third Thursday, and you know, just for that purpose. And, right. and then and then how it all came about, Black Friday. It was mentioned in an article a long time ago. I don't know the the details, but then the, every source that I was able to look up said the media started uh, pushing the issue right. just for the. You know, consumers, right. but uh, FDR did change it to the third Thursday right. just for Macy's guy. Yeah, what What was the day that it was celebrated before that? Do you know the last week? Oh, the last. It week. was always the last Thursday. Ah, I and so you. whenever there were five weeks, that shortened the season, right? And, and the consumers couldn't have that. No, 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 no. I mean, not the consumers. The retailers couldn't have that. Right, the right. The corporations right. couldn't have that. Gotcha. Sell the shit to. The hoopoles couldn't have that, right? And they changed, and that's all it took was for that guy. I forget his name, the founder of Macy's. Yeah, talked FDR into changing it just for that purpose. Wow, it must be nice to be a corporate head and have direct access to the presidency. That that don't go on no more, does it? Anyway, gonna wrap this up. Yep. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening again for real. And uh, I tell you what, we'll see you next time. don't know your rights you don't have any